This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Georgetown Day School, just like the religious school that Justice Barrett was on the board of, is a private school. Okay, so, so you agree critical race theory is taught at Georgetown Day School? I don't know because the board is not, um, the board does not control the curriculum. The board does not focus on that. That's not what we do as board members, so I'm actually not sure. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Here we are, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm your old, weird Uncle Sean, and uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Well, I mean, my honest opinion, uh, that uh, thing yesterday was a real snooze fest. Uh, that that was a long, oh boy, that was a long freaking day, wasn't it? That was, uh, and I'm talking about the confirmation hearings in the Senate for uh, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. Um, it, I, you know, I, I, were you surprised by anything? I mean, if you did manage to watch any of it, um, a lot of people don't. Uh, these things take place during the day, obviously, and they go on for hours and hours and hours when most responsible human beings uh, are working. But I, I did leave it on all stinking day. I did. Uh, I She checks all the boxes, man. I mean, I, I was not surprised by anything. I mean, she's – look at the rabble we have running the country right now. Uh, she is the judge. She is the justice they would put up. Uh, you know, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, she didn't answer a lot of questions. Uh, she doesn't, can't define a woman, but what's she supposed to say? The going agenda with that crowd is, well, no, you can't define a woman, uh, because a woman can be a dude, a dude can be a woman, a, a woman can be a, a, a dude, and then go back to being a woman, and blah, yang, yang, yang. So she answered correctly for her side of the room. Um, when does life begin? I don't know. That's what she said. She can't. She can't answer that question, no matter what her religious beliefs might be or whatever her actual scientific opinions may be. She can't answer that question because then it unravels the entire uh, uh, thesis of the pro-choice movement. That's why Joe Biden can't answer that question, and he's a freaking Catholic. Um, the I mean, the only moment... Because, you know, I mean, it was, it was okay, you got Cruz in there asking some pointed questions. Lindsey Graham lost his mind there for a little while about Guantanamo. Uh, she defended uh, uh, several of the, 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 uh, the bad guys in Guantanamo. Uh, uh, John Cornyn was trying to be a little kind of clever about his line of questioning. Uh, he had asked her uh, about um, uh, uh, th- this was actually a sea change for me when she didn't know the premise of Dred Scott. Uh, from 1857, being the first black uh, or African-American woman to sit on the bench, possibly. That was a bad moment, uh, in in my uh, judgment. But John Cornyn uh, tells her how charming she is and how personal she is, and he's called her respectful. And then he hits her, uh, you know, uh, with the zinger of, well, do you remember? Uh, It's certainly out of character that she would call, Former President George Bush and Donald Rumsfeld uh, uh, war criminals, but you did. You remember that, and she said she didn't remember that, which was absolute crap. Um, again, she is precisely what that side of the aisle would want. She is precisely what Democrats in the year 2022 would want in a Supreme Court justice. She's an activist. She's extremely liberal. Uh, she didn't answer the questions that she couldn't answer based upon the agenda of the left in this country, the Marxist left, whatever you want to call them. Absolutely no surprises. Um, It's not lost on me, though, that it is incredibly racist that the only reason she was sitting there really is because she is a black woman. 
Joe Biden said, I am going, going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. And maybe you've convinced yourself that the Democrats or the progressives uh, in, in this current era – uh, really do care about black people, like they really do care about gay people and so-called trans people and uh, Hispanics and women. But maybe you can provide me with an example of how that's true, because I don't see it. What I see is them offering up somebody who uh, uh, can defend any criticism leveled against her with, well, you're just a racist who hates women. And putting somebody on, or, or attempting to get somebody on the Supreme Court, on the bench, uh, uh, because of her skin color and her gender, and it is uh, also not lost on me that gender is fairly specific when it comes to her place in history. Uh, very deeply racist to uh, want somebody to be on the bench whose skin color will shield them from criticism which is all the Democrats are really concerned about. Uh, again, she checks all the boxes. Uh, I have no doubt. I, I can you throw any issue at me right now, and I can pretty much predict how she's going to rule sitting on the bench. But what did you expect? What, what did any of us expect? Did you expect uh, that they were going to uh, uh, pony up or offer up uh, someone who was of their own mind? Someone who is going to adjudicate based upon uh, the the facts of the constitutional questions put before her? Did you expect the Democrats of now to offer up somebody like that? Because if you if you were expecting somebody who has an independent mind, you're dropping acid. You're you're drinking, and not in a fun way like Nancy Pelosi. Well, I got that wrong. She doesn't exactly drink in a fun way anymore either. Oh, and Nancy, you can smell vodka, by the way. She is precisely what the Democrats of today would want sitting on the the bench. Um, I'm trying to think of some interesting moments. I mean, we we had uh, 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 Chuck Grassley's questions uh, on the air before we, uh, while we're still on yesterday. And you, you, from from that moment forward, you knew exactly how this thing was going to go, right, Chris? I mean, we listened to it and talked about it on the air. He asked her first about free speech in America. Do Democrats and conservatives both deserve uh, or have coming to them an equal measure of free speech? I'm paraphrasing, but that was the question. She said unequivocally, yes. She said yes. Then he asked her about the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms, and she descended into legal gibberish. Low content liberal liberal lawyer-esque lawyer-ish gibberish that uh, really she didn't answer the question started talking about chris i'm trying to remember the exact verbiage that she used about uh how courts decide these things and you know what what a a measure of liberty the courts decide what a measure of personal liberty is blah blah stinking blah and that's pretty much how she answered a lot of stuff when she bothered to answer something at all because there was a lot of i don't knows yesterday but again what did we expect uh you know again the 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 democrat ass kissing that went on uh yesterday uh, as i said i think Sidney blumenthal and diane feinstein are still talking did anybody tell them they're done, they were done for the night last night? In between offering up, you know, crap loads of praise without really asking a serious question of any kind? So this is what you had yesterday. You had conservatives being very civil and even bringing up on occasion, as uh, Lindsey Graham did, that, uh, you know, uh, our people are not treated this way in these proceedings. Amy Coney Barrett was treated horribly. Brett Kavanaugh was treated horribly. They just made up crap about him. Vicious. The media, vicious. And if you're sitting there telling yourself that somehow something else happened, you're full of crap and drinking vodka too. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, 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 is there a double standard? Well, absolutely freaking right there's a double standard. 
So you had Republicans asking the hard questions in a very civil way. You had Democrats talking about how she's the greatest legal mind to ever, you know, trod the earth. Uh, and that's what it was. And, and uh, uh, it was neither educational, it was not edifying, it was not expansive, it was largely a waste of time. Because, again, what did you expect? What kind of a person did you expect the Democrats of today, of this moment, to offer up to the Supreme Court? These are people that want to add, what, three more seats, they, what, court packing? Uh, these are people, these are uh, folks who, who want to stack the Supreme Court to forever be in their favor. She will rule exactly as they want her to, as they expect her to rule. And, 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 and I disagree with Trey in the sense that she's not really a puppet. That's precisely who she is. She will rule based on this agenda. I have no doubt of it whatsoever. And she'll be there for life, just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just like Sotomayor. I mean, you know, as I said yesterday, it's their turn at, it's their turn at bat. <laughs> you know, they got a Supreme Court justice. So am I going to watch this happy crap again today? Nah. Nah. It's going to be a Guy Fieri and Matlock day for old Sean. So how does that make you feel? Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Because it's a waste of time. Uh, Very quickly, here's Debbie. Debbie, Debbie, Wibby, 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 Wibby. Debbie, Wibby, Wibby. Good morning, Sean. How are you? (laughs) What's going on? Oh, I'm doing good. It, it's so good to hear you on the radio again. We've all been praying for you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. It, it really does. Thank you so much for your prayers. It, it really meant everything to me. Well, I tell you what, I've been listening to this, to you and Trey for a long time. And uh, today, being a woman and being educated woman, and I can imagine there's a lot more educated women out there that would like to try out for the Supreme Court. And I believe our president needs to be impeached, not only for this, because it is discrimination against all different types of women, not to just stand there and say that this person has to be black. You know, if they're fully educated and know about the things that's going to help America, and the justice system, then they should be on the Supreme Court. But this this has gone far enough. People need to get out there. We need to get to vote. And it, how come it was so easy to try to impeach Trump when even yesterday it came out that his son and the president both did something unlawful? And I, I don't understand yeah. why our... Well, I don't understand why our our uh, Republican representatives or anybody's not doing anything to start the ball ro- rolling. Um, because they're weak. I mean, uh, the, the 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 easy. I mean, uh, Bar. I mean, Ted Cruz. I still have a lot of respect for. He's you know he's a junkyard dog. He likes to scrap it up. Ted Cruz really kind of came into his own, in my opinion, after he lost to Trump. Um, but most of them, the, the, these are beltway creatures. You know, they're they're just as afraid of being called phobic or racist as anybody else, with few exceptions. And really, the exceptions you heard from yesterday, Senator Kennedy, uh, you know, uh, Lindsey, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Chuck Grassley, you know. But most of them, uh, uh, you know, they, they only want to fight uh, or, or make a stir as long as it, you know, gets a really good video segment that they can toss out there and, used for their own purposes but as far as an actual real fight if they wanted to pony up or put up a real actual fight they would have they'd still be fighting about that sham election where uh the cheat was in uh i, I don't think biden should even be president and they dropped that fight no. as soon as the heat got a little too hot for him uh you know and then the january 6th thing and uh you know they dropped that so you you had a i think an illegal election uh, and so, no, I mean, uh, uh, and as far as impeaching Trump, the reason it was so easy is because very often they completely flouted the constitutional reality for impeaching somebody. They just did it. Exactly. Wrote up the letters exactly. with no real reason to do exactly, it. Exactly, Sean. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel, I feel very, very sorry for the highly educated women that would love to be on that Supreme Court. 
and try out for it, and they can't even try out. That is big-time discrimination. Well, and I agree, but I, I feel bad for American women in general right now because they're in the crosshairs with everybody from feminists to the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, the, 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 this, the, this whole crowd is at war with women in this country right now, and, and it's bewildering to me why that is. I got to run, Debbie, but again, thank you for your support and your prayers, and uh, I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Ron DeSantis is cool. Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida. Uh, via executive proclamation, declared Emma Wyant as the best female swimmer because she came in second next to that dude. You know, and when I bring this up, look, because the interviews are insipid. So how do you feel about winning uh, uh, this uh, prestigious ch- Well, you know, I just gave it my all. And and, and I, look, it, it, I am not anti-trans, and I'm not saying this because I feel like i got to prove my wokeness. I couldn't give a crap. I, I'm like Kid Rock, okay? You can't cancel my ass because I just don't give a bleep. Okay? I love trans people. They're interesting. Dude that's been cutting my hair for eight years is trans. All right? Uh, however you want to live, that's great. Life is too short. Look, I, I figured out anything over the past three months. Don't waste time living the life you want to live, Okay? But this 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 women's sports thing and this the Supreme Court justice who can't define a woman. That's getting a little stupid. It's getting it's beyond stupid at this point. Okay. And in fact, being trans got nothing to do with gender. Really, you, you, your your gender is a biological fact. It's we're 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 really getting it's getting bizarre when a Supreme Court justice can't define a woman. And yet her place in history is going to be as the first black woman on the bench. It's getting a little pathetic. And the, the women's sports, I mean, Gutfeld made a very good point last night. He said, actually, this Leah Thomas is a, is a horrible misogynist. Because that dude does not give a crap that he is ruining the dreams and opportunities for all of these other women in these swimming competitions. It's all about him. And in a sense... Leah Thomas, though he claims to be an actual woman, uh, has displays all of the uh, the the uh, attributes that most progressives would attribute to a to a toxic male: self-absorption, selfishness, doesn't care about the needs of women. I thought that was a brilliant point. I just think it's odd that feminists are now taking the side of men over women. That is so bizarre to me. And I don't think it's part of any big evil plan. I think they really just stumbled into this crap. Because when you start pointing out that, hey, you're a feminist and you're, you're taking the side of a dude over women, the only way they can get out of that, you know, that dumbass corner of the room they painted themselves in or stumbled into, is if you claim to be a woman, you sort of have to be one. That's how you solve that problem, I guess, intellectually. Because biologically, it doesn't make any sense. We had a trans person call us on Monday and said, it doesn't make sense to me and I'm trans. And leave the kids out of it, for Christ's sake. Leave the kids out of it. You're not going to decide you're going to be a little boy who wants to live as a girl when you're five or six. It's just weird, man. And stay out of female sports, man. That's just wrong. It's unfair. Even uh, as uh, as now as the quote, even Caitlyn Jenner had the balls to stand up for women's rights. Literally. All right, got to take a break. Um, 210-599-5555. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm your old weird Uncle Sean. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to get weirder, or more weird. Chris and Don, is Don there? I'm, I'm, you know, we have no class anymore. I'm, 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 my, my daughter's in town, you know, and we're watching TV last night. Well, and, there's your first holy, mistake. Well, holy <laughs> crap, man, the Bent Carrot commercial comes. Have we all oh, seen man. the Bent Carrot commercial? 
Don Morgan, have you, Chris, have you seen the Ben Carrick commercial? No. No. You haven't? What, I, what channels are yeah, you watching? Yes. No, dude, I'm watching. The I'm, Peroni? I'm watching, uh, we're watching Fox News. It was per- I'm watching Gutfeld. Peronis. It's, it's a commercial about Peroni's disease. And which is a disease that afflicts, well, men, and I'm talking like biological men. Mm-hmm. And some swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that'll create some drag in the swim. It'll slow you down a little bit. And it's, but yeah, because it's about a certain part of your body having a, uh, well, a curve, a slight, mm-hmm. you know, a bent. You have a bent. And uh, it's suffer, Peroni's You suffer disease. from Sidewinder syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I guess that would slow you down a few seconds <laughs> if you're swimming. Alignment's off. <laughs> your alignment's off. And the way they illustrate this in the freaking commercial is with bent carrots. Oh, good Lord. I'm never going to eat a freaking carrot salad again, man. What do we, who came up, what marketing genius came up with that? And they have, like, these <laughs> bent carrots floating around in space while they talk about Peroni's disease. And I'm sitting here looking at my daughter, and I'm going, this is disgusting, man. And, and, and why is that even an affliction? I, I don't even, you know, I mean, ooh. And, and I'm just I, I'm just putting it out there that it seems to me they could have come up with a better way than a freaking carrot, man. Let's get to the root of the problem. <laughs> well, and then they followed up with an imperfect produce commercial, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then all of a sudden the next commercial is one of these companies that sends you, like, salads in the mail. <laughs> What's wrong with a banana? Why didn't you use a banana? That would have made more sense. Haven't you heard of Peroni's? Peroni sounds like something you'd get in a deli. Could I, could I get the matzo ball soup and some Peroni's? I'm so sorry. <laughs> what wine goes with Peroni's? <laughs> wine goes for, with Peroni's. Here, I'll tell you what wine goes with Peroni's. Ouch! <laughs> sorry. And you have to say Peroni's. Ah, Peroni's. I picked them up in the bend in the road at a little market. <laughs> it's now a pizza topic. Peronis. It's now a pizza Peronis. <laughs> I get this. In a Peroni special. Pepper. I want some green peppers and some Peroni. I'm going to call up Domino's when I get off the air and order a pizza with some Peronis on it. <laughs> yeah, just to see what happens. I shows up, you get a pizza with a bunch of bent carrots on top of it. <laughs> like when I get the guy on the phone, be like, no, dude, Google it. No, it's a pizza topic. <laughs> Jesus. Do it on the company computer. Go ahead. I just I got that image of those freaking carrots, and I can't get them out of my brain. And now all of San Antonio has them in their head, too. I just made this company millions of dollars, because now everybody's going to be looking for the freaking carrot commercial. <laughs> and then at one point, like, the, they show the carrot straightening out all by itself. Well, it's a miracle. <laughs> Visit straightbanana.com. Straightbanana.com. <laughs> I've never seen a straight banana. So, uh, anyway, there you go. That was my evening. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Vegetarian. Oh, man. Enjoy that carrot salad later. That wasn't on the menu for the day, but now that you mentioned it. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> but we, you know, hold, hold on a second here. Uh, let's, let's talk about this commercial for a minute. And okay. The, and, the, and the affliction they're trying to cure. Now, I don't really watch TV except for the occasional football game. Right. You know, right. I really do, I right. just don't. Right. But when I do tune in, like I have, it's on like right in front of me with, with the news channels or whatever, and I happen to look up, and it's always a commercial for some pill that will cure some unusual ailment that I've never even heard of before. Now, it's I remember. The, icky. Yeah. And, you know, when I was coming along, when I would tune in TV on a regular basis, most of the commercials were for. Potato chips and hair care products. I don't right. know what happened. Like product, like moose. Now it's, you know, diapers and bent carrots <laughs> and diarrhea, you know, and, and that's all you hear. I know. Splitting intestines, oily stool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, and, and, and on top of it, we have carrots. We right. have bent carrots floating in space. What have we become, man? Two one zero five nine. Salad, <laughs> salad. 
<laughs> Why is that even an affliction? I don't know. I want to know what they're trying. In, in to... New York, that would up that would up your salary a bit. You know, the next industries. time I look up and I see you know a couple of hard boiled eggs on TV, I'm like, now what? <laughs> what are they trying to fix now? <laughs> By using food. Hard boiled eggs, you know. I mean, <laughs> one can only imagine the exactly. male affliction that that would entail. Owie, owie, owie. Right. Okay. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You got a bent carrot? Uh, give us a call. It's Sean Rima. That would be low T for the hard boiled eggs. <laughs> oh God, we gotta stop. <laughs> when I start seeing zucchinis on TV, I'm, I'm turning off the TV, man. When, I, when, the, when the floating zucchinis come, I'm turning off the TV for good, man. What? We're talking about food odor. <laughs> okay. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA. Well, we're talking about Peroni's disease. Uh, let's go to George on line two. George, how you doing? Hey, morning, guys. You have hey. put a dent in my beer drinking days. Oh, I, God. I didn't realize, I've seen that commercial, and I didn't realize it was called Peroni's because I didn't pay attention to it. But Peroni's is a really good Italian beer. And, uh, it, now it's a beer? Peroni's is a more. beer? Yes, it's it an Italian is. beer? Yes, sir, and it's really good. Why would those Italians name their beer after such a condition? Well, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, I can't answer that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't I don't either, and I'm kind of grateful. That's, well, that, that, <laughs> you know, if they name the beer after that, they need to have, like, the bottleneck, like like a little curve, you know, like a curve in the in, in the beer bottle. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Visit no. bentnick.com. Bentnick. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Benta. Ciao, Benta. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call, sir. No. Well, I mean, can you imagine going to the doctor with that disorder? I meant to take a right at Albuquerque. <laughs> Hey, Doc, I'm ever always, seen... I'm always heading north. Ever seen one of these before? <laughs> Never seen one of these before. <laughs> it's over there, too. <laughs> God. Okay, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Justice Brown Jackson, does Obamacare cover bent carrot syndrome? Do you know... Oh. Um, let's who do who do I have here? Is it? Oh, my computer went. Oh, uh, do we still have John? Oh, John dropped. I, I'm sure he did. John wanted to say something intelligent, probably about the Supreme Court uh, hearings from yesterday. And here we are talking about freaking carrots. Well, it is the Sean Rima show. What's well, the concept of a carrot? Right. Well, Chris was really making me laugh because he, we started he started talking about we and we kind of brought this up on the air. Is I going to start using vegetables to describe every affliction? Like, do you even want to consider what broccoli would represent? Chris mentioned something about broccoli butt. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, 210-599-5555. hold up a pumpkin, now you've got my attention. So. Yeesh. Ooh, ah. And every time you see cauliflower, you're going to get itchy. <laughs> Start chafing uncontrollably. Um, I do have a hernia. I found that out uh, uh, on Monday. I have a hernia. Oh, yeah, those are fun. It's a large bulge in my abdomen. Apparently, my intestines want to be free uh, of me, and uh, so. Right. I guess you could use pasta in a commercial for that, or or rotini. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I said the other day. Like I really have no interest in trying trepus. Is that how you say it, Chris? Sort of trepus. When you've seen your own intestines, you don't really want to eat. I'm just saying. God, this show is so strange today. Two one zero five nine. Is this hour almost over? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we got one, one freaking one carrot more commercial. To go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need what to the visit. What's going to happen next hour? You need what? to visit pricklypineapple.com. Oh God. <laughs> no. 
Is that like shingles? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Do you have prickly pineapple syndrome? (laughs) A painful rash that doesn't go away? (sighs) Sorry, Lance. Okay, um, anyways. Hey, it's great to be back. He looked happy when I saw I saw him about an hour ago. He looked happy. I'm thinking that Jay. Okay, well, I'm sure he's not anymore. (laughs) What were they doing to him in that hospital? Um, (laughs) I had prickly pineapple syndrome, okay? (laughs) I'm going in a week to have that removed. It's okay. (sighs) Okay, we'll be back. Pardon me. We're looking like Manuel Noriega. I had to do something. You visit AppleFace.com. AppleFace.com. <laughs> yeah, right. If I see a commercial with peaches in it, no. Um, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We might be back on the other side of the news. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> oh. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. It's Uncle Sean. That was your Vice President, Kamala, Kamala Harris, in Louisiana. You know, and, and we're, we're gearing up for another exciting day of, uh, of confirmation hearing, uh, of the confirmation hearing of Judge Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson. Yesterday was predominantly a snooze fest. But I, you know, and I, I said this in the first hour, okay, she's not a stupid woman, she's not, or a person. She's not, a, she's not stupid. She's very intelligent, but she's, she's, she's doing what she has to do. Uh, in a sense, she's answering the questions right uh, as far as her the agenda of the people who who uh, you know got her to where she is as far as this uh, this appointment. Um, she is precisely what the Democrats want for uh, whatever deeply flawed reasons. There is nothing surprising here. If you were surprised uh, by Kentaji Brown Jackson then you really haven't been paying attention uh, for the past couple of years with all this uh, identity politics stuff and race stuff and, and, and all that. She is everything they want. Um, it, you know, is, is she an activist? Yes. Will she be an activist judge? Absolutely. Can she define a woman? Yes. She just chose not to because, again, puts her in a precarious position. Uh, with with, with uh, all this uh, this gender stuff that we're dealing with right now, uh, so you know I, I, it's it'll be more of the same today. You'll have some Republicans asking some pointed questions. You'll have a lot of ass kissing from the Democrats. Kamala and I made this distinction earlier, and and you'll probably if if you're a liberal idiot, you'll probably assume that I'm a racist who hates women, but I, I'm just being observant. Okay, Judge Jackson is an intelligent person who is making choices to get on the bench. Kamala Harris truly is a moron. She is not very deep at all. Um, and I, 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 I've said this before in that it, it occurred to me, uh, I forget when it was, when she was talking about Ukraine and, and, you know, Russia is a big country and Ukraine is a little country and Russia get, went into Ukraine. It's bad. I mean, she just, she gives very bizarre and, empty answers to things because she just doesn't seem to have a command of 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 her gig of her job it's like when she's in uh, was it poland and uh she's having a joint presser with the president of poland and they ask her about all these ukrainians coming into poland and she laughed and didn't know what to say a friend in need is a friend in i mean there just ain't a lot of depth there and i think what happened with her is she made her career uh as an attorney general in california arguably the most woke place on planet freaking earth 
And I think probably since day one, she was giving really inane, stupid answers to things. And uh, doing her gig as attorney general, according to the politics of wokeness and progressive sentencing and all that happy crap. And people, it's like the emperor wears no clothes. People knew that there wasn't a whole lot of intelligence there uh, based upon the stuff that would tumble out of her mouth. But you know what? They're so damn woke in California, they just let it slide and acted like she was brilliant. And more than likely, she was surrounded by people who told her she was so stinking brilliant. And then, uh, you know, through a quirk of fate and uh, more woke politics, because Biden needed a woman VP and preferably a black woman uh, VP, it it only would have been better if she'd have been gay and trans or both or, you know, one or the other. Because Biden is a corrupt, old, white establishment guy. Biden is everything the progressives should despise, but they had to go with him. And so they need, let's just say, they needed a black chick, and they got one. And so suddenly she's in the big leagues, she's on the world stage, and all of a sudden people are realizing, uh, wow, she doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, the significance of the passage of time, did you hear that? We just played a little audio. She was in Louisiana. And she, she said, yeah, let's listen. Just check that. This is your vice president. This is one The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Yeah, I mean, not to be a jerk, but I hadn't seen that. My wife brought it up on her phone the other night, and I, we just laughed. I mean, we it was... It's sad, but we were laughing because it's it sounded hilarious. It's like she's you ever meet somebody in your life and they're they're not the smartest, they're not the brightest bulb, you know, in in the world and so they they glom onto one statement and they just say it over and over again because they feel that one thing makes them sound smart. That's exactly what was going on there. It sounded poetic. She just went with it and there was no meaning to it whatsoever. One heartbeat away because of woke politics. Uh, so, you know, I, geez. are we in a bad sitch right now? Yeah, on, on pretty much every level. Um, we, we have a, a, a world war brewing uh, on the other side of the planet that we are involved in, whether you think we are or we aren't, or whether you consider this to be World War Three or not. Uh, it, it's bad, and it's getting worse. We have a madman for whom this Ukraine invasion is deeply personal and very bloody. And he's not making the gains that he, that he thought he would make. And so he's using a tactic he used in Crimea and in other places where you just bomb the crap out of civilians and break the will of the people. But this ain't Crimea. Crimea. This is this is Ukraine, and they ain't backing down. They've taken out a whole bunch of Russian soldiers. The Russian soldiers themselves, the Russian military, uh, their morale is gone spinning down the toilet because these are people who know that this is insane, and they're the ones who have to carry this crap out, this brutal crap out. But Putin ain't going to back down. He ain't going to stop because it is personal. And we have a feckless president who is afraid and doesn't know what to do. Now, I know a lot of folks are out there saying this is, the, this is some kind of big evil plan. And I, I think people who are saying this is a big evil plan and this is all part of some great reset, I, I'm really changing my mind on a lot of this stuff. It's not that I don't believe the great reset is out there and there is uh, a, a, a nefarious James Bondian plot, if you will, by villains to uh, to achieve that, this one world, whatever the hell, 
where really America has to be taken down quite a few pegs to fit into this this new concept of life on planet Earth and who's actually running the gig. I believe that that's really going on. I don't know that the bunch of jokers who are currently taking this country down the toilet are 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 anything other than stooges. I, I am really starting to lean on that side of things, that the people who are actually running this country are really stumbling through things right now. And I think they're stumbling through their reaction when it comes to Ukraine. I think they're afraid. I think that's why what we're seeing are these pointless sanctions. Oh, we're going to san- we're going to find his mistress and sanction her. We won't s- let the MiGs fly out to Ukraine from one of our air bases thanks to Poland. But we're going to try to find Putin's mistress and, you know, I don't know, take her watches and her jewelry, you know. We don't want to appear like we're escalating things. That's called fear. Uh, they've stumbled into this. The only thing that uh, is really working, they believe in their favor, is this idea that they can blame this crap economy on Putin. Which, again, makes no logical sense whatsoever when you know what was going on prior to Putin rolling into Ukraine three weeks ago. We uh, Watching these and I'm going to tie it all together, watching these confirmation hearings yesterday actually was very depressing when you realize the quality of the people who are running the show right now, which is extraordinarily low. These are predominantly people who really don't know how to fight a war. These are people who really don't understand basic economics because they learned everything about econo- uh, their, their concept of economics uh, from, you know, basically uh, uh, progressive models in college. They learned their understanding of, of economics when they were 19 in their poli-sci courses, and they've never evolved as adults to understand how econ- economics truly and, and, and capitalism and supply and demand, how that stuff actually works in the real world. In other words, as I, I've said before, the people whose policies have put us in this position economically don't themselves have to suffer those policies. They don't themselves have to worry about buying a tank of gas because we buy it for them. That's why they're saying things like, well, you got to take it on the chin and eat some more lentils. So I guess what I'm trying to say here, and this was something that, I, that, that, that really hit me yesterday when I realized that this person who is just one of them, and by them I mean uh, these new socialists, these AOCs, that she's going to be sitting on that bench for life. It occurred to me that we have the worst group of people running this country right now at the worst possible time. And it's really not about race. It's really not about gender. It's really not about any of that stuff. Those are just the weaponized issues that are being used to go after political opponents. It's really about a bunch of people who honestly don't really know what they're doing, but they have some foggy concept of a new socialism, and they tie that stuff into climate change and immigration and everything else and race and gender. And they're kind of hoping it works out for them in the end. Because alongside this, this, in a sense, contempt uh, for what America is or what it was created to be and uh, th- this idea uh, that you, the, the, the people of this country largely are rubes and uneducated rednecks and morons is a deep sanctimony and hypocrisy. The, the most dangerous people in the world are stupid people who think they're smart, and those are the folks who are currently taking this country down. And they're not even aware of it which is why a guy like Putin can run circles around him. And it's scary if you really sit and think about it. And and that's what I that was the thought that I kept coming back to yesterday while watching these uh these confirmation hearings cuz she's going to get on the bench. It's going to happen and you know that. Uh 
but again, we, we, we and, and, and this has been true since Biden got into office, uh, the worst bunch of people at the worst possible time. And so just buckle yourselves in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, taking your calls, uh, let, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, it is Sean Rima on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. The News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Judge Brown has just sat down. The confirmation hearings will begin for day number three. And uh, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Charles on line one. Charles, how you doing? Good morning, Mr. Sean. Uh, nice to hear your voice. I'm glad you're doing wonderful. But anyway, oh, I've man, got three thank topics. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, first of all, on the Supreme Court, why are we wasting time on that? She's going to get confirmed. And, oh, you know, yeah. one of the things that I hate about this is the fact that a African-American woman has made it, and an African-American man has made it before a Hispanic or a Mexican man. And I'm not talking about Sotomayor. She's Puerto Rican. Those are from an indigenous tribes that came out of the Caribbean, and they're nothing like a Mexican. That's what I hate the most. We, the Mexican-American people of South Texas, are related to the Indians because, as you all know, all the, all the indigenous people from Mexico came up. So we're Indians. Right. And so we had half of the United States, and this is what I hate, that the black people say that they're right behind us or we're, we're in your cause. But yet we're always getting stepped on. And don't, I'm not trying to sound racist towards, you know, Caucasian people, because basically Caucasian and African-Americans seem to have the go-ahead to do everything. And basically we as the Mexican people are left behind to pick the lettuce, as Cheech, Mar- uh, Cheech Marine said, you know. And so it's it's one of those things that I, I don't even know why we're wasting time, because you know that she's going to get confirmed because, one, she's black and it's an election year. So why do you, why, why do you, okay, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, uh, there, there seems to be in, in a strange way and a kind of a cheap way. Uh, yeah. Sort of a pecking order as far as communities. And, and why do you think that is? I mean, I, I know why I think that is because racism against black people is, is the, the accusation of it is very populist and and you can you can link it immediately to slavery and Jim Crow and in this day and age where you know the 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 race warriors so to speak are creating the concept of systemic racism and and uh, and all this stuff and and I I think that just from their perspective I'm not saying it's anything that I agree with but from their perspective it it has a great impact whereas I think yes. sometimes those same justice warriors really don't know what to do about Hispanics. I mean, or Latinos, right? These are the people who the best idea they came up with was Latin X, you know, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and yeah. I think they don't really know. It's not as easy for them to, to deal with racism against your community as it is in a very popular sense to go to fight for uh, fight racism against blacks. And, and, and you know, I'm not even full blood. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, everybody here in Texas is is, is a mutt, basically. I'm, I'm German. Right. I'm Mexican. I'm Spaniard. I'm indigenous. Okay, but right. this is the thing that I don't understand. They're always trying to put us with them, and I understand where you're going with racism and what have not. But when you know, I can, I can never find anybody in the African American community to listen to me when I tell them, look, okay, look, your gripe is against the white guy. It has nothing to do with us, but yet. We were stepped on just like you were, and now you're stepping on us. You know what I'm saying? And well, you know, I get that's you. Yeah, what really right. upsets me. It, it upsets me is that they're always saying, oh, we are right next to you. Bullshit. You, you oh, know. okay. You got to watch what you're saying there, man. We got to, did you get that? I understand that passions run, passions run high, but you got to remember where you are. Um, and again, I'm not disagreeing with some of what you're saying. Um, I, I'm, I'm out of time, so I'm going to have to come back and, and pick it up from there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, one thing I can tell you is I, I'm, I'm – uh, as far as racism in America, and I've said this before, it kind of depends on where you are. Racism really isn't systemic. It's more geographic. If you go back to where I'm from, the East Coast, especially Baltimore and D.C., you find a great deal of, of racism as far as blacks and whites. 
uh, you go to the Chesapeake Bay area of Maryland, and you you where Joe Biden is from, really. I mean, don't the Scranton crap is is highly overplayed. He, he's more Delaware than Pennsylvania, and you know, Chesapeake Bay was a slave port, uh, and many slave ports, and you still have a lot of old school racism that exists in that part of the world. Whereas if you go to Colorado, and 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 I noticed this when I lived there. There is a great deal in certain areas of Colorado of anti-Hispanic racism. I know because I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, you come down here to San Antonio, and this is one of the reasons I love this town. It's the most diverse place I've ever lived, and there really doesn't seem to be a lot of this stuff here because San Antonio began as a town uh, that was multicultural, uh, as a place on planet Earth, uh, Germans, Hispanics, Mexicans, blacks, whites, uh, uh, you know, everybody sort of uh, uh, was there at the beginning of this town, and so all of those cultures are intertwined here, which is why I love it so much. Um, but you know, race is uh, is a great way to demonize your opponents, whether they're political opponents or class opponents or economic opponents, because nobody wants to be determined to be a racist, and unfortunately, uh. uh you know, you, you, when you combine that with Black Lives Matter and CRT and all this stuff, you, you have the Democratic Party really needing uh, a lot of uh, racism to support their agenda. And it, a lot of it just simply isn't true, which is why they need a steady flow of morons to support them. And, and it's very emotive. It's very emotional stuff. And it, it, there's, there's not a lot of intelligence behind it or even historical fact. But it works. Because, again, it's hot button. Nobody want, No white person, I guess, it, the premise is that no white person wants to be called a racist against blacks. And that's the great fear of the woke culture. And I think, in a sense, Latinos kind of get lost in, 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 that, uh, in that debate. And I, I hate to put it that cheaply, but the, the race warriors just don't know what to do with that community. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back, and uh, we'll uh, talk to Jonathan when we get back. Oh, Jonathan dropped. We'll talk to you if you want. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. I'm back. Hi. How are you? There's old Lindsey Graham. Judge Jackson Brown is wearing blue today. It's like the exact same outfit she wore yesterday, except yesterday was red. Today's blue. It's like a bright blue. It's very blue. Uh, 210-599-5555. And, I'm, I, you know, and I, I told Trey this. I, I'm not sitting. I'm not going to watch this crap all day today. I'm just not. I left it on. My daughter can confirm this. I, I left it on all day yesterday. And uh, there was no no surprises. I'll say it again. Democrats are going to kiss her ass all day long and make her out to be the greatest legal mind to ever stroll the earth. Republicans are going to be asking the difficult questions. They'll do it in a very civil way, except for Lindsey, who tends to have emotion. He got a little emotional yesterday talking about Guantanamo. I don't know what he's saying right now, but I I, I just uh, I, I can't speak. Well, just for a second, let's just hear what Lindsey's. not meet the same fate. And those days should be over. Uh, do you believe illegal immigrants should be allowed to vote, Judge Jackson? Thank you, Senator. Under our laws, you have to be a citizen of the United States in order to vote. So the answer would be no. It's not consistent with our laws, so the answer is no. Okay, why do they do that in New York? Senator, I'm not aware of the circumstances. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good answer. The answer is no. Can an unborn child feel pain at 20 weeks in the birthing process? Senator, I don't know. Are you aware of the fact that anesthesia is provided to the unborn child at that time period if there's an operation to save the baby's life because they can, in fact, feel pain? Are you I, aware of that? I am not aware of that. Well, that may come before you one day, so just keep an open mind. That's the only thing I ask you to do. You said uh, just a bit ago <clears throat> that you apply the law 
and the facts and call them as you see them. Is that right? That is correct, Senator. Okay, and you look at the statute as the way it's written, and you try to apply it in its plain meaning. Is that correct? That is correct, Senator. Have you heard of a case called uh, Make the Road versus McAleen? Make the Road in New York? Yes. Yeah, okay. Make the Road in New York, who are they? Um, Make the Road New York is a nonprofit that uh, represents um, various individuals in the sort of immigration law right. field. They're a nonprofit advocacy group for Im immigration issues. <clears throat> Did you know they received large donations from the Arabella Network and from George Soros's Open Society Foundation Network? All right, we're no. getting the George Soros okay. stuff here, and she's going she's gonna to deny knowledge of any of that stuff. So, again, you, the, the, I don't expect any surprises today, and I'm not trying to be a, a wet blanket here. If you want to fill up your time watching this crap all day, okay, she's precisely what they wanted. She's going to not answer certain questions. She's going to answer the questions that are safe. Uh, she is an activist. She will be an activist on the bench. She will be appointed, I believe. Uh, and, again, if you're surprised at all by her, you know, I mean, you really haven't been, haven't been paying attention. What's that, Chris? I just like how you said you're not expecting any surprises. You're right, because if it's a surprise, you wouldn't expect it. See, see how you are? Now, what about this Peroni disease thing? You know, the only thing about the bent carrot commercial that I'm worried, that I'm now I'm thinking about, and I don't know if, if, if Don is monitoring, it, it, it's Peroni's condition, right? Because I, and I, last hour I brought up that my, I'm sitting here with my daughter, and the bent carrot commercial comes on TV, and it was on Fox News. And the bent carrot commercial is about a disorder or an affliction called Peroni's disease, which affects men who, well, Chris, I guess women in today's world could get Peroni's disease too, can't they? Sure. If they got like, you know, well, if they got one. And uh, it involves a certain curvature and uh, of a certain part of the, of the male anatomy. Whether you you know identify as a dude or a chick or what have you, but it is called Peroni's uh, Peroni's disease, right? Yes. Well, who the hell was Peroni? What happened to that guy that he got such an affliction named after him? I'm just uh, unless it's a Latin term for that thing that happens. I'm just wondering: is was Peroni a dude? And he was an extreme, or the first case of this? And they named it after him? Because wouldn't that suck at your 25-year high school reunion? Wouldn't that suck if that was your great legacy in life? Yeah, I'm Peroni. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, he was always walking into the wall. Well, he was trying to stay ahead of the curve. You know, the only thing I thought about with Peroni's disease is you could flash somebody from around the corner. There I said it. I've been waiting to say that line for 40 minutes. Did Morgan hear that one? All right. 210 Well, I mean, technically, you know. You could flash somebody. They'd never know it was you, and you could take off. 210 Well, look, this whole Peroni's disease thing I just did is going to be more interesting than anything you're going to see in the Senate today, okay? If you want to comment on anything I've just said, 210-599-5555. Even if you're not a biologist. Even if you're not a biologist, give us a call. If you have any information as to who Peroni was, give us a ring. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Lindsey Graham's going off on uh, on Judge Jackson's uh, activism. Meanwhile, my daughter just Googled Peroni's disease. This is what we've come to today. And apparently it's, named, it's not named after a dude who suffered the affliction. Uh, it's named after the French doctor who discovered the condition, right? Avery, in what year? 1743. 
That's how long we've been with Peroni's disease. And still, that would be kind of an embarrassing thing as a doctor to claim about yourself at your high school reunion, like I'm the dude who figured that out or I'm the dude who saw that for the first time. So, you know, another mystery solved. 210-599-5555. What kind of makes that insult when you tell someone to get bent? It kind of makes more sense. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Okay, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, the, the, the hearings are going on now, and, uh, you know, she's, she's going to be confirmed, I believe. I'm not going to sit and watch this crap all day. In fact, today I... I'm a big, as you know, a big Food Network fan. Uh, when I was in the hospital, you know, I don't know why, but you, when you only have nine channels to choose from, you end up watching a lot of Chopped and Guy Fieri. All right. And I, but absolutely, actually, and I've said this, uh, this, I saw this in a news story just a, a couple of weeks ago, that a lot of people are watching uh, Food Network stuff because things suck on planet Earth so badly these days that people watch food shows to sort of get away, get their clear out their mind from the news and the economy and all this stuff. So Guy Fieri is actually very popular. The Food Network, it's kind of like the the Hallmark Channel has been and was like last year. Remember, we were always talking about the Hallmark Channel. People were watching that cheesy crap to get away from COVID and forget about the news. And now this year, it's more Food Network stuff. And I'm that person. I watch a lot of this crap. And one thing about the Food Network is that every day they binge another show. In other words, every day of the week, like uh, yesterday it was Chopped, all day long, episode after episode of Chopped. And Fridays is uh, Diners, Dives, and Drive-Ins Day with Guy Fieri. That's my favorite day, Chris and Don. And so in in order to avoid watching the confirmation hearing, I, I checked out the Food Network uh, channel to see what the what the show is today and it's actually my least favorite it's guys grocery games i'm not really into guys i don't like the grocery games as much where they you know they got to run through guys little grocery store there and and get the ingredients and then cook it real quick but you know what i'm gonna stink and watch it to get away from this crap my daughter just crossed her eyes because there's just with with this these there was no there was nothing you're not going to learn anything today that you already don't know about Katanji Brown Jackson. And so Lindsey Graham, God bless him, he's he's trying his damnedest to make a stand and to ask some really tough questions, as you heard just a few minutes ago. Uh, he's animated. He's emotional. Uh, and, and he's putting it to her, and Lindsay, baby, it's just not going to matter, and you know it. And, I, you know, is it unfair and, and crappy that when it's a Republican nominee, uh, you have several different forces uh, working in concert to make that person look awful, uh, whether it's uh, Democratic senators uh, in conjunction with the media, I mean, again, they savaged Brent Kavanaugh. They savaged uh, Coney Brown. They're horrible people. Or Coney Barrett, sorry. And when it's uh, when it's a Democrat like uh, like uh, Justice Brown Jackson, it's a completely different story. And Lindsey Graham now is going to be portrayed as a horrible racist for asking these difficult questions. Uh, yesterday they claimed that Ted Cruz was engaging in a hate crime by asking her about her support of CRT. Does it suck that there's that double standard? Well, yes. That's why elections are so important. Because as they say, elections have consequences. Uh, But when you have Bill Maher even saying the midterms are going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats because they've just gone way too far... I suspect that's precisely what's going to happen. At least I hope so. And as my good brother Trey Ware says, the numbers on our side in this next election need to be astronomical. It's the only way you can avoid, first off, the cheat, which I'm sure they're going to attempt. How much you want to bet we have an an uptick in COVID between now and the midterms? They're already working on it. The numbers against the Democrats have to be big.
not only to establish the mandate that, hey, this extremist agenda is not what Americans want. Even Bill Maher was saying, and this is true, this is, you, can, you can look at the recent studies, African Americans are going over to the Republicans. Hispanics are going over to the Republicans. In, in early numbers, they, they are. And this is exactly what happened with Trump because they saw opportunity and they were starting to wake up to how the Democrats are just using those communities for their own political ends. And they're sick of it. They're sick of it. Their votes are not guaranteed. Uh, and I, I hope that's true because, like I said a little while ago, we have the worst bunch of people at the worst possible time running this country. Have a happy day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Mark Lee Van Kevin Robbins up next. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. As usual, spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.